chapter 2. Give you a moment to turn there. We're focusing on peace this morning as we continue in this Advent series, this time of anticipation of waiting. We're going to read verses 8 through 14, but our focus this morning is primarily going to be verses 13 and 14, and then we'll come back next week and look at the first part of this. So Luke chapter 2, the word of the Lord says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You may be seated. Charlie Brown, out of frustration, raises his hands in the air and says, Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is? is all about. Linus, with blanket in hand, responds, Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Linus then walks to center stage and begins to quote from Luke chapter 2. This was actually on just the other day, and they still, believe it or not, show this entire scene on national television, where he reads, quoting word for word from Luke chapter 2, the very words that we just read, and then he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Christmas is about Jesus Christ. It's about good news of great joy that a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, has been born. News so terrific, so joyous, so life-changing, that a multitude of heavenly hosts begin praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Say that with me. Peace, goodwill toward men. Peace. The heavenly hosts sing of peace. But what kind of peace has this child brought into the world? Now, when we maybe throw the word peace out there today, a lot of times what people are thinking of is a national peace, a political peace, an international peace, right? They, they'll ask, what, what would you want more than anything else? And some people will say, world peace, right? We have this idea of world peace, but I don't believe that's the kind of peace the angels are singing of. Others tend to think of an inner peace. Well, I, I just have this inner peace that comes over me, and I do believe that when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we have an inner peace. But sometimes that inner peace feels like it comes and goes, does it not? We suffer, we hurt, we're rejected, and in those moments, I don't know how many of you would say, hey, I feel this inner peace. No, you see, the peace the heavenly hosts sing of, I believe, is not political or inner peace. It is a peace with God. Let me ask you a question. What is your greatest need this Christmas season? 
I don't mean I need a PlayStation 4 or I need a new car or maybe those are some things you want. What is your greatest need? I believe our greatest need this Christmas is simply this. All you and I need is for God to be with us and accept us. And that's what Christmas is all about. It is God with us, Emmanuel, and God accepts us, right? We have peace. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear what they said? We have peace. Paul says we have peace with God. We have peace with God since we have been, keywords, is that me doing that? Am I moving something, hitting something? What's that? Hitting my cheek. Let's move that away. Just a little bit. All right, that is distract. This has not done this the last three times I've preached. Here we go. No, it's just, it's me then. I didn't put it on right, see? First time I tried to do it by myself without some people. It's still doing it, isn't it? This ain't going to work too well. It's distracting. Fire on with it. All right. It's not touching my face no more, so here we go. Um, make sure it's in there. All right, so, so that's exactly what Satan does. We're supposed to be talking about peace, right? And he brings chaos into the midst of peace, right? Um, but it's the kind of peace we're talking about this morning is the greatest kind of peace, to be right with God. Hey, why not? Why not? No, but we're not in a hurry, right? I mean, some of us were eating at 12 o'clock, the seniors, but we try new batteries. Yeah, let's, let's just see. Make sure that's in right. I'm on. I'm on. All right. Let's hope that's what it was. We'll see. All right, reset. Everybody good? I hadn't got to my first point, so this is perfect transition. All right, so we're talking about peace. The peace I think the angels are proclaiming, first of all, is a peace with God. It'll pop up there on the screen. A peace with God. So we're going to go from Luke chapter 2. We're going to come back here, so hold your spot. We're going to go to 1 Timothy. I love these verses in 1 Timothy, um, 1 Timothy chapter 1, so follow along with me there, 1 Timothy chapter 1, going to look at verses 12 through 13 to begin with, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, listen to what uh, the Spirit of God says through Paul, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly, look at this, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and insolent opponent. Paul goes on to say the last part of verse 15, that he is the foremost of sinners. Your translation may say the chief of sinners. The apostle Paul, maybe one of the greatest Christians to ever live, theologian, wrote half of the New Testament, says he is a sinner, the chief of sinners. You see, Paul when he was Saul, was an enemy of God. He was a sinner against God. And you and I need to be reminded, not only at Christmas, but every single day, that we were 
enemies of God because we had sinned and rebelled against him. I don't know a lot about some of you yet, but here's one thing I know about all of us. At some point in your life, you were an enemy of God. You were an enemy of God. I love the way C.H. Spurgeon says this. He says, it's not black, it's blackness. It's not corrupt, it's corruption. It's not rebellious, it's rebellion itself. It is not wicked, it is wickedness itself. It is evil in the concrete, sin in the essence. We are the enemy. We are battling the truth, battling God, battling Christ, dead in sin. And he quotes from Romans 3, there is none righteous, no, not one. So here is Paul, and he says, I was an enemy of God. What did Paul need? Paul needed to be forgiven and to be made right with God. That's what Paul needed. That's what you need. That's what I need, is for God to forgive us and then make us right with him. That's true peace. So a couple questions for you, just to examine in your heart this morning. Have you received forgiveness of your sins? Has there been a time in your life where you, not your grandma, not your parents, not your kids, where you personally went before the throne of God and said, God, I am a sinner, I am wretched, I am rebellious, I was an enemy, and I need forgiveness that only you can offer? Has there been a time in your life when you have done that? Have you been made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ? See, I know at least two things about you. I know, number one, you were an enemy of God. And number two, if you have ever given your life to Jesus, here's what else I know. You have now been made right with God. Amen? You're made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Church, that's why Jesus Christ came. This is the peace the angels are declaring, that we can have peace with God. Paul continues, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 15. He says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Here it is. He paints a clear picture that Christ Jesus came into the world to save who? Sinners. To save me. To save you. We're sinners. Drop down to chapter 2. Verse 3, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved. That's good news, because all means you and I. It means you, no matter how wretched, how wicked you have been, how lost you might be, Jesus desires, God desires that you be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. How many gods? One. There is one mediator. How many mediators? One. Between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Look at verse 6. Who gave himself as a ransom for all. There's one mediator. His name is Jesus. And he came, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died upon the cross as a ransom. That word ransom means to purchase someone's release. Jesus came to deliver you and I from our bondage to sin, bondage to death, bondage to Satan, and our bondage to hell. That's the peace I believe the angels are singing of. Now, when you go back to Luke chapter 2, turn back there with me. Hopefully you held your spot there. Luke chapter 2. 
It says, verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. That word host is a military term. It means a band of soldiers. So in essence, what you have 2,000 years ago is a heavenly army of angels who appear across the horizon in the sky and they're singing praise to God and they're declaring peace. They're declaring peace. I love the simple way that Brad Mercer writes this. He says, you have here a band of angels or soldiers filling the sky from horizon to horizon, declaring, proclaiming what? What is this army of angels declaring? They're declaring a peace treaty written in the blood of a baby for dead sinners who don't deserve it. The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. Those of us who are far off, church, we have been brought near to Christ. I love this time of year. I, too, was exhausted after Six Flags uh, yesterday. Uh, We had a lot of fun. Uh, We were talking about this in our prayer time this morning, of how even in the midst of the secular, you can still see glimpses of, 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 of Christ. And so they still had the manger scene there, six flags, and we're singing songs. I love Christmas songs. I've often wondered, why don't we sing Christmas songs all year round? And then I realized that we're starting to celebrate Christmas by Labor Day now, it seems like. So a couple more years and the trees will just stay up and we'll be singing Christmas songs year round. But I love Christmas songs. But what amazes me is how much unbelievers also love Christmas songs. Now, some of it, it's the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, right? secular songs. But have you ever thought of how many people, unbelievers, sing Christian carols at Christmas? Do they not pay attention to the words? Do they not realize what they're singing? And then I wonder... Do we sometimes not pay attention to what we sing? Listen to these words. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. What's the next four words? Anybody know? God and sinners reconciled. How do you not pay attention to those words? Like they're just there singing. God and sinners reconciled. Yes, that is the most amazing truth anyone could ever hear or know. That anyone, anyone can be reconciled as a sinner with God through Jesus Christ. True, lasting peace is found only in Christ. Ray Pritchard writes, Someone from the world of light came to the world of darkness. Someone from the eternal came to the temporary. Someone from heaven came to live with us on earth. He continues, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The infinite became finite. The immortal became mortal. The creator became the created. The omnipotent lived inside a young girl's womb. The almighty became a helpless baby. The deity was wrapped in rags. The king of the universe was born in a stable. God in the flesh, our savior, 
who is Christ the Lord. It is no wonder the angels declare glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. This is all for the glory of God. The Son of God coming was for the glory of God. Your salvation is for the glory of God. Our peace with God is for the glory of God. All for his glory. This morning, in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainty of your life, you can know peace, true, lasting peace, if you know Jesus Christ. Meditate on that. Do you know Jesus Christ? Well, there's a second thing I want you to see quickly this morning, and that is not only can you have peace with God, but you can have peace with others. You can have peace with others. We're going to go back one more time to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, because there's one more verse, verse 16, that I want to point out to you. So the Apostle Paul says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. And listen to what he says, verse 16. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example of those who were to believe in him for eternal life. Man, did you see what he said? I have been saved for this reason, that through me they might see the patience and the mercy and the grace of God. Church, our salvation, our peace, our new life, our transformation is all so that Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience in you as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. It's an essence so, so God can show off how awesome he is in transforming your and my life. It's so that when people see me, they don't see, wow, Aaron's done a lot of great changes to his life. No, it's so they think, what happened? And so I can say it's all for the glory of God. He has transformed me. So this Christmas, you can not only know the peace of God that comes through faith in Jesus Christ, but you can show that peace to others. You have an opportunity this season, this Christmas season, as you gather at work gatherings or family gatherings to just let God get the glory for how changed and transformed your life has been. And you can do that by living at peace with others. Listen to a couple of scriptures. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Say that word with me. All. Live peaceably with those who are easy to get along with? That'd be nice. I wouldn't mind if Scripture said that. No, we are to live peaceably with all. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Strive for peace with everyone. With everyone. Not just the family members you actually like, but everyone. And then 1 Corinthians 7, 15 says, God has called you to peace. He has not called you and I, brothers and sisters, to conflict. He has not called us to division. He has not called us to tearing down. Now let me clarify that. There will be times in our lives as we live for Jesus that you will unnecessarily cause division. You may have a family member who thinks you're too into Jesus and therefore they separate from you. You may have a friend who says, sorry, we're done. I can't be around you now that your life has been changed. There may be some division. There may be disagreements along the way, but the desire of our heart should not be to go into settings and to cause division. 
So let's just all be reminded of that as we enter into a stressful holiday Christmas season, right? We know it can be stressful. We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can be exhausting. But we have Christ in us. We have his peace. And so when we walk into our family gatherings, we are not to be the people who walk in and say, everything's a little calm here. I'd like to see it get a little riled up. So we drop some kind of bomb statement, sit back and watch people start fighting. You've got those family members, right? That's not how we are to operate as believers in Christ. Listen, when you're in those long lines that you chose to get in because you chose to go shopping, man, let us show the peace of Christ. Yes, you've probably got another store and more long lines to wait, right? But let us everywhere we go, as much as it depends upon us, to show the peace of Christ. Hear me. Do not let all this worldly stuff steal the peace that Jesus Christ has purchased for you through his blood. Instead, use this season. Use these gatherings to spread the love of Christ and the peace of Christ with the people you will spend the holidays with. I read this statement this week, and we'll just throw it out there and, and, and pray the Lord uses it to speak to you. It says, the clearest mark of God's grace in your life is a gracious spirit toward others. Would you say, wherever you are, that you have a gracious spirit toward others? If so, then that is evidence of Christ transforming you. And I would add, I believe this applies to social media and every part, our emails, every part. We are to live graciously and peacefully with all. With all, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? That's what Charlie Brown wanted to know. The scripture's clear. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. That's what Christmas is all about. And there's your peace. It's a peace with God through Jesus Christ that no circumstance, no person, no thing can ever take away from you. It was a peace that was declared by the heavenly host found in a baby, a Savior who was Christ the Lord. It was a peace that was purchased and sealed through the blood of Christ on a cross. And it was a peace that was won forever through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Do you this morning know that peace? Are you resting in that peace? Is the peace of Christ ruling in your heart? And are you striving to live a peaceful life? Listen, if you don't know the peace of Christ this morning, if you have never come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, man, you have been prayed for. We, we, we haven't prayed for you by name necessarily, but we have prayed for people that today, on this day, they may come to know Jesus Christ. Listen, if you're in the midst of a a personal circumstance that is anything but peaceful. Maybe you got bad news. Maybe uh, your marriage isn't what you want it to be. Maybe you're dealing with some health issues. Listen, you've been prayed for. Again, maybe not by name, but we have been praying for you. We want you to know the love of Christ. We want you to know the peace of Christ. And if you don't know that peace, in just a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to that. We're going to give you an opportunity to come. The altar is always open. You can come. You can grab somebody by the hand and say, hey, will you pray with me? Pray for me. Uh, maybe you just need uh, to come, and, and I can pray for you. 
Maybe you need to join the church. Maybe you need to follow the Lord in baptism. Whatever the Lord is doing, make sure you're right with Him and we're living in obedience to that. Would you pray with me? Father, God, as we come to this time of the service, Lord, a time that maybe is often overlooked, but Lord, we don't want to overlook this. This is a time for us to commit our lives to you, to get right with you, to put our faith in you, our trust in you, to be saved, to cry out, Lord Jesus, save me, a sinner, a wretched, rebellious sinner. God, we pray right now that if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, the Spirit of God, you are opening their eyes, circumcising uh, their heart. Lord, pulling back the veil so that they can see. And as they see, may they cry out, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, I, I know it would be awesome to say we all came in here and everything's great in our life and everything is fine and we're feeling the peace, but God, the reality is that's just not the case. So maybe, Lord, there's something going on in our lives that no one knows about. Maybe this week we need to confide in someone. Maybe we need to seek counsel, seek prayer. Maybe we just need to spend some time with you this week. Lord, you've given us the peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that we have with you through Christ that no one can take away. Lord, would you help us to walk in that peace and to know that peace, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing uh, the words to this song. I'm here at the front. You respond as the Lord leads. <clears throat> Very good. You can be seated for a moment. We have a small business, not really a technical business, but I guess a formality that we need to probably go through. So I'm going to turn it over to BJ here for a moment. Yeah, you guys can come up here. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the protocol is for this or whatever, but uh, as a pastor and his family, it would be good if they were church members here. So, um I'm going to take that as you're all in favor of that. Um, be joining by by move of the or, or by by letter from a sister church. Uh, and since there, I don't really know if there's a protocol. I don't know if we can make it retroactive to last week. I don't know if we can do that. Um, I'm in favor of it. And uh, and um, so, well, there we have it. Welcome to the fellowship. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to add to that? While Larry's coming, let me just point out a couple things to you really quick. I do hope you read uh, the bulletin. Uh, a lot of time goes into this, and we want you to know what's going on. Um, you know, we did, we're doing the Bridging the Gap. We're sponsoring with a couple 
families there. Those gifts are due back today, and we need some volunteers to help wrap those, those gifts on the 21st, so make note of that. Um, all kinds of good stuff coming up. Upward football, we need some help in Children's Church, all kinds of stuff. So please, you're raising your hand? Yes, yes you have something? All right, dress like Christmas. Yeah, we. That is. So I told. So I told David, hey, if I preach it done today, it's your fault for distracting me. So. If the sermon wasn't good, take it up with David. <laughs> All right. If you'll stand, brother, appreciate you. If you'll close us out in prayer. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity this day to come out and to worship you. Lord, thank you for our families. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this week. Lord, forgive us. Where we fail, they lead and guide us. Father, and as we, as we go through our week, the, the added stress of, of the holiday season, Lord, comfort us through those times. Watch over us, lead and guide us. For it's in Christ's name I pray.